final, all 13 people with shotguns. Yeah, okay. I would like to put it out there. If Dion Lane makes the final, if he wins this week, he's going to make the finals, and all 13 people are going to have to shotgun. <laughs> and if he loses this week, he will shotgun at the end of week whatever we're at. All right, hello. Welcome to a pretty hungover edition of the SSFL pod. A uh, little special edition, I think. Uh, just here with Eric. Hey. In my parents' basement. <laughs> yeah, in the uh, boot room of Casa de Lensink. We had um, had a grad reunion last night. Saw a lot of the uh, SSFL crew. Uh, also was pretty sure that we wouldn't see them this morning because of that. Mm-hmm. Except shoutouts to Tony, sitting at home in his room and still not here. Yeah. So, um, I'm a little disappointed. We have, a, like, actually a lot to go through. Like, things are getting spicy in both divisions. Very true. Um, just want to say before we really get into it, this podcast is for Kenny. <laughs> specifically requested an episode, because we've been slacking the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I had some audio issues two weeks ago, and then took a week off. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Um, also, like, I think we should recap who is and is not here based on and why. Um, like, Kevin was very honest all night and said that he was not going to attend. Um, Justin was uh, quite uh, inebriated. <laughs> said he absolutely was going to get up and do it because Kevin wasn't. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, we tried to get Dion and Kenny. Um, very disappointed in Dion as a podcaster and just as a person right now. He's never listened to the podcast once <laughs> because it's not on Apple Music, which you gotta you gotta meet us halfway. I'm like the biggest Apple fanboy and don't use Apple Music, so you know, welcome to twenty twenty one, almost twenty twenty two. Get on the Spotify train. Um Yeah. Yeah, we spent a lot of time pumping his tires, so maybe it's good that he's never listened. Yeah. Fuck you, Dion. Yeah. Um, do we want to go over the matches for this week? Uh, sure. Dion was pretty um, pretty set that he was going to lose to you this week. Yeah, he... Which I think is big for me. Pretty pessimistic about the matchup. Um, but... This has been, I thought it was interesting hearing Dion saying how much he was going to lose to my team. Because uh, I've basically been hearing this from every opponent that I've had for the last eight weeks. Uh, that my team looks great on paper, effectively, is what we're dealing with here. And every week, the person I'm playing against can convince themselves that there's a scenario where my team finally performs at the level that their name should happen. <laughs> and it will happen against them because everybody uh, perceives their own luck as worse than average. And next thing you know, you've got a little poop rain emoji when you're looking at your team. Yeah. <laughs> and I've lost eight in a row. So, um, Welcome back to fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. Dion also told me that he thinks, which I mean, I also don't disagree with, that he's really glad that I'm, I've lost eight in a row because he looks at my team and says that my team looks way better than a lot of teams, but that I deserve to lose in agonizing fashion for leaving the league. <laughs> Some sort of like divine punishment yeah, exactly. model. <laughs> that's that's mean. <laughs> so, I started trying to do some bracketology. You know, we're two weeks out at this point. It felt like things should shake out pretty mm. quickly, and failed miserably. I um, 
was able to track down Tony's lock for playoffs, although I still think he's going to lose in the first round to Shar. And um, Mike and Tyler are the only people that are dead. In that division. Well, that, I mean, no, I, that's the only thing I could get to. Oh. I looked at our division, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Because <laughs> you're only, like, three games back of first place, or two games back, right? I'm three games back of a playoff spot with two games left, so I'm yeah, also okay. eliminated. Yeah. And Kyle is eliminated. Um, and Shar and Kevin are, like, basically, like, they're on the ropes. They have to go 2-0. It's the only way it can happen. Um, Kevin's got a rough... Uh, rough week too yeah and I mean also it shakes out well or it shakes out poorly for you sorry for Kevin because he plays Anthony in the final week which is not just that that's a tough matchup but also there's no way he can like make a wild card beating Anthony whereas because you and Dion beat your rival in week one and you're only one game behind them right now there's a very high likelihood that that game next week if you beat your rival again, you have the head-to-head tiebreaker matchup, and you tied with them. You might sneak a wild card away from mm, the other division. That's how it works out. So, but I think Dion beat me, right? Oh, and also, did we change the rules so head-to-head tiebreaker doesn't work across division, like for wild cards? Didn't we switch that to be points four if it's out of division? I it think so. Right it's out. something like that. I have it written down somewhere because I can never remember, and I always think the tiebreaker rules are so fucking weird. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then. Um, it doesn't matter. You're probably effed because James has 200 more points than you. But uh, Kenny or Dion has more points than Kenny, so Dion could potentially steal a wild card from uh, the other division if um, you won this week and snuck into that two seed in our division. So it's a big week. Yeah, it's a very big week. I would um, not mind beating Tony. That would be good, especially after having to deal with him. And this fucking big load from Zeke mm-hmm. all week. Mm-hmm. Um, glad that that uh, didn't pan out. You glad you didn't have to take the big load? Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm good, I'm good. Though so I think my team names have all had a little bit, maybe too much loads this year. <laughs> I might have to switch it up for next year between, uh, between Greg and now, you know, Zeke's big loads. Mm-hmm. I think that we have to uh, talk about what has transpired in terms of team makeup and injuries since the last time that people heard a podcast. Uh, and what I'm talking about specifically is Justin and Harsh's teams that are still sitting at 8-4 and four and sitting pretty nice for the playoffs, but that have just been decimated in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Harsh was looking so good, and then, again, he lost Christian McCaffrey, and now he's sitting here with his lineup going into Sunday morning with Boston Scott, Tevin Coleman, and Matt Breida as his running backs. It's not a not a good feeling. And Justin missing Dalvin Cook and Kenny Galladay. I mean, at least to me, is interesting because he's still barely done anything, and I think I got some good value for that. He was telling me last night um, he was gonna try and get Waddle from me instead of Galladay. He's like, "Would you have gone?" Fuck no. That seems like a much worse trade for me. He's like, "Yeah." Maybe I should have tried that, though. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping Hopkins plays today. Or, yeah, today. It is Sunday, I think. Well, you never know. Oh, I guess he could play on Monday, so. Yeah. But, yep, he plays at 10 a.m. 45 minutes from kickoff right now, at time of recording. Yeah, I should check my lineup. <laughs> Make sure no one's died. It does feel like it's been... Um, 
I mean, I feel like I say this every season, and then it still feel like it's true that it feels like it's been very injury this year. Mm. Like, what of the top running backs are still healthy? Like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And Chubb is like the next biggest running back that's still alive. Uh, Mixon is the next biggest running back. Next highest drafted. Yeah. Mixon went late. Yeah, no, highest drafted. You're right. Um, yeah, because Mix Dion was on the turn and he got Mixon there. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. So Alvin Kamara is still injured. Is what you're saying? Dalvin Cook. Every one of them has had a chunk of time that they've missed. Yeah, sure. but that that's not normal. I don't think. Right? Like, uh-huh. normally, like at least one of the like top three or five RBs. It feels like it's just like a machine all year. I don't know. I think running backs typically miss two or three weeks every year as just kind of like a nat- nature of the position. Derrick Henry being the only one that typically doesn't, uh, unfortunately, for this year. Like, prior to this year, he had played every game for, like, six seasons in a row or something. It felt like the, like, two or three weeks up to um, when he got injured, like, we were, I was watching most of their games because, like, you know, like Tony had mentioned before, it's like, you got to watch the, the, the go while he's there. And then... It seems like all the casters are, like, the announcers are always like, oh, man, like, it's so great. And they're talking about how he's keeping healthy and everything and everything. And, yeah, he's so healthy. And then, of course, that just feels like they're just jinxing it. And he's bound to get whacked. Yep, the announcer jinx. Just like the... Cast a curse. Yeah, right before somebody goes up to kick a field goal. And the announcer talks about how they haven't missed a field goal in 46 attempts. <laughs> Shanks wide <what> left. <laughs> What? Uh, so I think we need to recap um, all of the beers that Dion is going to have to drink. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, we're going to cut it in later, but he was um, very convinced his Cowboys were going to the Super Bowl last night, mm-hmm. uh, among some other bets. So I think that maybe um, some beers might have been the cause of that bet, and they might also be the effect of that mm-hmm. bet. <laughs> right. So... Uh, as a full recap, I think, so this week, Dion and I just have a regular one-to-one hour matchup shotgun bet. Uh, and then Dion also challenged the whole league to a shotgun bet, which, don't worry, we accept it on your behalf, because we think we're pretty safe. <laughs> we got good odds. <laughs> yeah. Which is that Dion says, if he wins this week, he will make the finals, which I think is a fairly tall order, because he himself said, my team has two players. <laughs> These and these weren't like separate conversations. Yeah. This was the same conversation, <laughs> to be clear. Um, and so, if Dion beats me and then therefore makes the finals, uh, the whole league has to shock him. But uh, if he doesn't do those things, he will shock him. Um, I think the chances of us losing that is pretty low, but uh, we'll see. Never zero. Things Never stranger zero. things have happened. Uh, and then also, he's so convinced the Cowboys are going to make the Super Bowl that he gave us uh, two to five odds. So if the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, Brendan and I each have to shotgun two beers. And if Dion, or if the Cowboys do make the Super Bowl, Dion will shotgun ten beers. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I said it wrong. But well, you understand. We know, we know what we're getting at. Oh my god. Um, I uh, hope that one works out. I like the idea of uh, doing a like rec room thing for. Mm. I guess that's not the Super Bowl. It's um, that's the our, final. Our week. Super Bowl. Our Super Bowl. Yeah, you should explain what that means. I should. 
uh, and then I lost my train of thought. Um, so usually our biggest complaint is that, you know, our Super Bowl week, there's two people that care and everyone, or four people that care. There's two people playing for the Prawnley and two people playing for the Super Bowl and everyone else is off doing their thing. So we should go to a bar somewhere where at least, you know, there's football that people can watch and people can sweat the, the games and also just like play pool or games and hang out. And lots of betting. Lots of betting. Micro betting within the game. Lots of uh, picking who's going to win the championship, things like that. Yeah, I want to do, um, once we get our playoff bracket, I'm, we're going to do a podcast, like fill in the bracket. Mm. And a, a toilet bowl bracket as well. Mm. So that should be fun to like, you know, do like a little mini March Madness for it. Uh, and so part of the thing with the getting together for week 17 is in past years when there were only 16 weeks and they started at Labor Day, the last week of the season for fantasy was always like Christmas. Hmm. And so no one was ever around because we all had family stuff. There's this year, adding the extra week. The fantasy finals is Sunday, January 2nd. So people will probably be hungover, but probably still like having time off and not having obligations. So hopefully, if you're listening to this, Kenny, make a plan. <laughs> Yeah, come all the way down come, from the come island. From the island again. And we're thinking maybe do it at the rec room, which Brendan and I scouted out yesterday, which is like an arcade bar in Brentwood Mall that has very large TVs and plays football, but also has lots of fun games and stuff for those of us that are bored and not involved. Yeah, you can go play skee ball for uh, yeah. shotguns. Exactly. I'm sure, that can't end poorly. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think we should keep it short and sweet this week, mm-hmm. and let's maybe just like run through the matchups for this week, and then um, go watch some football and have some waffles, because I'm still hungover and um, would like some waffles. Okay. So, as always, because I'm the one that looks at this, we're starting off with me versus Tony. Um, I'm feeling okay about this. Not great. I still have to start Kenyon Drake, I think. So, can't feel too good about that. Mm. But also, I just need it. I need the win so bad. Especially against Tony. I just, I need it. So, I mean, I'm picking myself. There's not much else to say. Tony has a, according to Sleeper, a 69% win probability. Really? Mine says 57. Oh, really? Like, actually? That's so weird. And also, there's different numbers projected for the players, too. Like, what does yours things have projected for Patrick Mahomes? 29 and a half. Okay, I have the same thing. I thought I saw a different number when you flashed your phone at me. I huh. wonder if it's doing it in-app. <clears throat> Probably. Why would they, like, ask the API for that? I don't know, because I'm imagining that there's something slightly sophisticated about this projection system and not just... I think, like, I, I think it's intentionally made to, like, make it more exciting. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, pump your own percent up chance to, like, keep you interested. Mm-hmm. That's possible. I have noticed before that the web client has a different uh, percentage often than the phone one, but also that, like, web client sucks in a lot of ways. It just kind of <laughs> seems like it's slow, so I always assumed that. But it does frustrate me, like, when I look at it every couple of days, like, between Thursday and Sunday. And, you know, after Thursday night, I, have, I was 50-50 with Dion, according to the thing. 
and then by Saturday morning, I was 48.52, and then by this morning, I'm 46.54, and, like, neither of us have made any lineup changes. Nothing's changed. Nothing no has news changed. has come out. No, it's, it's just, just like... Just random. It's decided that uh, it's not liking me too much. Anyway, sorry. Back to you, V. Anthony. Um, Zeke Elliott put you in a pretty good position here. Yeah. Uh, you've got some juicy matchups. Oh, I didn't realize you have the, like, Cup v. Henderson situation where if this is a big Cooper Cup week, then your running back kind of maybe doesn't get as much work. And if it's a big Henderson week, then maybe Cup doesn't get as much work. So that could kind of decide it, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I'm looking at this, a lot of the time I'm just looking at, like, did, are the team names green? Or are they orange? Or are they red? Yeah, I mean, that. I think that is, like, actually a pretty good indicator of, like, you know, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Jalen Waddle versus the Giants. That that seems nice. Mm-hmm. My homies, like, I feel like Denver maybe shouldn't be red, but I don't know. Um, just depends on which homies you get. Yeah. The last few weeks are an indication. You might get a good one. Yeah, I need a, I need a real Patrick Ice game yeah. this week. So... I mean, I don't know. Are you taking taking Tony here? I I mean, I think the odds would uh, suggest that I should. Yeah. Regardless of the Zeke Elliott thing, Najee Harris and Austin Eckler and Cooper Cobb are still pretty scary to look at. So, um, Kyler Murray finally probably back this week. Yeah, I got a lot of people betting against me. Kevin needs me to lose. Mm. I think Dion needs me to lose. So, right. it'd be nice to sneak one out. Um, also, it could be like sneaky, devastating grants if he did lose, because he, if he loses this week in harsh wins, he's not in first place anymore. Yeah. So. That would be nice. Would be amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, I believe, but I'm always going to pick my own team. So. Um, speaking of not believing, next up is Kyle and Char. Kyle somehow had an 11 percent win with no one played yet. Kyle has. Two players currently in the lineup that are ruled out for the weekend. And someone on bye. And, yeah, so maybe this is like a little bit of a week week 13. Kyle has given up the ghost here and yeah. doesn't care. Are you going to send Kyle a quick text? I'm going to text Kyle. And, uh... <laughs> this is always the thing that I kind of wonder is if somebody who's completely out of the playoffs is playing against somebody who potentially has playoff implications and they do this, should we go in and like change their lineup so that Shar just doesn't get like a walkthrough? Is how I feel. I don't think we're going to. But yeah. It's the question that I always want to know. Like, it's it yeah, is. Yeah, that's interesting. Of, it sucks for anybody who misses the playoffs to Shar when he got like a walkthrough, and especially when you can, especially if you can look at the team lineup and be like, oh, if they had started this person and this person that are on his bench or like obvious waiver pickups. Well, this wouldn't happen, but... Hopefully Kyle just gets into, like, a flurry of waiver activity. Yeah, he doesn't actually even have a quarterback on his team to pick up for uh, Jalen Hurts, so... Well, Shar, get in there and pick up all the quarterbacks this morning. (laughs) I mean, that's fair play, if you ask me. Yeah, that's happened. Um, I'm still taking Shar either way, although Shar's team does not look great. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of great quarterback options on the waiver wire either, actually. I mean, you just pick... I would have just... Did I drop Tua? Not yet. No. Yeah. You can pick up Gardner Minshew. 
mean to starting for the Eagles in place of Jalen Hurts. <laughs> probably what I would do for the fun for the fun of it if you're already out of the out of the playoff hunt and Yeah. Well, I don't know, it seems like a not very exciting matchup. Yeah. Uh so what does Sherry need to do to make the playoffs here? He is five and seven. Uh, which means he, like, really in that division, I've laid out some wild card potential, but uh, truly in that division, you're aiming for one of those top two spots. So, Shar yeah. needs... He needs a lot of wins. He needs two wins, but, like, he's one back of you and Dion for that spot right now. And what do his tiebreakers look like? He beat Dion. Well, we think it's just points four, right? No, no, sorry. What I'm saying is it's head-to-head in division points oh, four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I lost to Shar. Uh, what is your team called right now? Big Loads Only. No, you beat him. So you have the tiebreaker on Sherryar. He has the tiebreaker on Dion. And what about Kevin? Uh, he lost the tiebreaker to Kevin. Okay. So, pretty tough. He would have to have you go 0-2. And he would have to go 2-0. And he would have to have Kevin lose at least one game. Hmm. Uh, and then Dion could go one and one, and then he could he would make the playoffs. But it's pretty steep. Like that's a, a a big ask. I mean, you have two really hard matchups, so oh and two is not crazy. But just the you add that many caveats to yeah. There's so enough like variables in there that right. one of them goes wrong and you're done. Yeah. Um, I think. Um. Moving on to you and Dion. Dion seemed pretty convinced he was going to lose. That by his own admission, he has two players. Yeah, <laughs> they are good players. I think the uh, the whole like I'm with my friends and I'm going to pretend that I'm going to lose thing is just sort of the standard uh, emotional hedging we all do before any bad sure, matchup. Sure. Uh, I don't actually think that Dion is really that worried. Uh, it's at worst like a fifty fifty. So yeah, I mean, it's got you at fifty fifty almost even for me, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, I I don't know if I would believe in Russ putting up 24 points, you know, even as the second coming of Jesus. Did you know that he had a surgery? Really? Yeah, on his finger. They've got a little trophy of it somewhere. Huh, is that why he's not been around for a while? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, he went into a cave for three days, but now he's back. Um, I will say last week he had 24 points. So. Did he really? 23 and a half. So that was after putting up, what, like a, a big time. goose egg? Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, he, uh, so people on the podcast won't have known this, but I had this very uh, long series of texts in our group chat laying out how my playoff hopes were going to happen <laughs> right before the Russell DK Monday night game. And uh, it was really agonizing watching Russell Wilson just like, like, I actually want to... You know, we make jokes that, like, oh, this wide receiver pissed off the quarterback and he hates him. Like, that must have happened <laughs> in real life in this situation. Because Russell Wilson was, like, not even looking to that side of the field. Yeah. And DK Metcalf, like, in the whole second half, you can see DK Metcalf just basically, like, jogging his routes. Because he's just thinking... Just looking for McHurst. Oh. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um... And then, at the end of the game, with one drive left, I'm sitting on the couch with Arctica, and I'm laying out, like, okay, I'm down by, like, 24. (laughs) (laughs) There's a minute left, and the Seahawks are down eight. Uh, 
I need to win this game and then have a whole bunch of stuff happen. But really, I'm like, okay, so final drive, they need to score a touchdown. It doesn't have to go to DK this time, but it would be nice if it went to DK. <laughs> and then they need to tie the game with the two-point conversion and then get it into overtime and then score another touchdown. And at least one of those two touchdowns needs to go to DK. And then they managed to do it. Like, you know, the... Were they playing Washington? Yeah. yeah. The Washington defense is in like full prevent and somehow lets Freddie Swain get wide open in the middle of the defense to score a touchdown with like 30 seconds left. And then they have to get the two-point conversion. And of course, on the two-point conversion, DK runs a slant across the back of the end zone, gets wide open. Wide like, open. Arm in the air, like <laughs> waving at Russell Wilson. And he's not even like that far out of the vision of who Russell ends up passing to, so I can't believe he couldn't see him. And he just like double pumps the ball a couple more times and then like hucks it into triple coverage <laughs> in the middle. And they lose. And I lose. Uh, it's just so painful. I had a real sweat picking up quarterbacks too like I had like Carson Wentz Tua Tagovova and <laughs> someone else that I was like I don't know which of these three people to pick and I ended up picking the wrong one the one that scored mm. the least points and it mm. worked out just fine but I couldn't bring myself to draft Wentz and have anything come down to him like you know doing the like left-handed throw while falling right six, six, six. yeah um, yeah the four weeks that I was without Russell uh, and had to pick up streaming quarterbacks. I think two of the four weeks, I picked somebody who finished as a top five quarterback, and two of the four weeks, I picked somebody who scored like eight points. <laughs> so it really is you it's know, cold it's out a there. tough situation, streaming QBs. All right, let's get through the rest of these matchups quick here. Um, we got Tyler and James. Uh, James, a 70% favorite with probably the strongest team mm-hmm. in the league left. I think mm-hmm. that's just a pretty easy James. I'm not looking forward to having to play him next week. Tyler also, with somebody ruled out for Sunday morning at 10, needs to wake up and make a lineup change. Well, Tyler, get it together, man. But also nobody on his lineup to even put in. He'd have to pick up a running back, and that's like, <laughs> what? give me a good luck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough out there. Yeah. All right, I think we're just going to take James anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Kenny, shout-outs to Kenny for listening to the pod. And Jay, um, you're not here, so... Kenny, a strong 80% favorite. Yeah, Justin seems took some hits. Yeah. Um, Elijah Moore has been awesome the last few weeks. Like he's been like a top 10 wide receiver over the last like six weeks or something. But uh, a sneaky, tough matchup against Philadelphia here. Who would have guessed Philadelphia pass defense would be red? <laughs> um, yeah, I think Kenny will win this week. Yeah, that seems and like a... Also, I want Kenny to win just simply for... To make the greatest possible spice for the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. because like James beating Kenny means they have the same record. James has a tiebreaker. James will probably win this week against Tyler to go to eight and five. If Kenny beats Justin, then the three of them are tied at eight and five for two playoff spots. Um, and then because of the like different ways that we count tiebreakers. Uh, it head-to-head only matters if it's for a divisional spot, and then you have to switch to points for when you're doing the like oh the wild cards. wild cards. So it makes it very very interesting about how those uh, how those matchups break down. Jay also I think more than once had accepted that he was going to end up in the toilet bowl again this year. So <laughs> we'll see how that shakes out. He was very uh, down on his team in yeah. general last night. Speaking of down on his team, we've got Kevin and uh, Brandon 
mm-hmm. Kevin a fifteen percent chance to win. Brandon on a five game win streak. I had not noticed that. Yeah, he really turned it around. Because for a little bit there, uh, he and I were like compatriots in our losing streak situation, uh, and then he uh, he really turned it around. His team's quite good. <laughs> I'm just looking at Naheem Hines's nickname, SSJ Hines. Is that just because it's funny to say his name with, like, a German accent? Oh, maybe. I've been looking at that for weeks and just being like, I don't know, that's a reference I don't get. I think so. Um, yeah, sorry, Kevin, your team sucks. (laughs) Last, uh, we got Mike with a 70% chance to win again against Harsh. Is Mike just, like, the sneakiest dream crusher ever? (laughs) It's actually disappointing that Mike doesn't have any playoff hopes at this point because, uh, it could be fun. That would be a story. That would be a good narrative. He does have Deontay Harris on his bench with 20 points, too. Oof. Although, I don't... Oh, and McKissick is out. Lots of lots of outs on the lineup this week, as we're at 9.36 right now. Actually, I shouldn't say he has no playoff hopes. He technically could go 2-0, and have James and Kenny both go 0-2, and, and then he'd have to outscore James by 100 points over the next two weeks. And that could sneak him into the playoffs. I so, will count that as out. Yeah. But <laughs> stranger things have definitely happened. I mean, if he puts up uh, 170 points like he did last week, two weeks ago, he was like point. We should mention that he was like point, like a fra- fractions of a point mm-hmm. fat back from the highest score ever. Yeah. That Ethan managed to put up, I think, last year. Yeah. Is that last year that it happened? Um, I don't remember to be honest, but I think it was funny that it happened against Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so in the all-time weekly high scores, 2019, I guess Ethan. It says it's me because I took over Ethan's team, but Ethan had 170.64. The one thing that is disappointing to me about the sleeper app is that I can't tap on that and see what his lineup looked like. Yeah, I want to know. I don't remember at all. I don't remember Ethan's team at all from two years ago. Um, Tyler also had a huge... There's three 170-point weeks that are all within half a point of each other. Tyler in 2019, and Ethan in 2019, and then Mike in uh, 2021. Huh. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Look at him go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go eat some waffles. Okay. Um, thanks for coming. We'll see you next week. Uh, we're going to break down the playoffs. Maybe do some... No, oh, I guess we'll draft next, next week. Yeah. Thanks for coming. See ya.